ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is the Tuesday, July 5th edition. Your drive is back, and it begins right now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. We're going to get your phone calls in. We do that at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. We also open up the text line for you, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. And, of course, if you're on social media, on Twitter, you can find me at Paul Swan. And, of course, if you're not following, why haven't you done that just yet? Go ahead, hit that follow button. Give me a follow. would appreciate it. How you guys doing out there? We had Independence Day yesterday, and, of course, how do you spend Independence Day? Well, if you're you're not out cooking out, if you're not grilling out, the way you spend Independence Day is watching the 4th of July hot dog eating contest. That is tradition. That, that just, you have to do it. It's tradition. It is a part of the American fabric. It is part of your celebrations and your holiday. Whatever you're doing, when the hot dog eating contest comes on, you drop what you're doing and you watch. And you watch. And Joey Chestnut, once again, won. Wasn't his best performance. I've seen better. Wasn't his best performance. But I think the field as a whole was down. The numbers were down. But the margin of victory was pretty much what I expected once again. And honestly, if I'm Joey, I'm not trying to set a record. I'm I'm not saying he cruised, and I'm not saying he phoned it in, but are you going to kill yourself if you got a 20-hot dog lead? Are you going to do that? No. So he has won it 15 times. He has 15 mustard belts. We're getting into Ric Flair territory here with the championship belts here. We're getting into that rarefied elite air. Who's got more championship belts? You got him, you got Ric Flair, you got Joey Chestnut. Brock Lesnar, does he have more championship belts or a longer run? I think a longer run, maybe. Who has more championship belts? Well, Nathan's famous hot dog eating contest yesterday. Once again, 15 belts. That's that's pretty... And he was on crutches! So he had a, they had to... Had to lift him onto the stage here. And, of course, he gets the biggest intro of all. So here's the metrics of this. This is serious. Major League Eating, this is serious. This is not just people hanging out in the middle of July eating hot dogs for the heck of it here, you know, and calling it a hot dog contest. No, this is legit. This is This is, we bet on this. We open up our betting apps and we can bet on this. He has now eaten... At this event, not career, at this event, 1,152 hot dogs and buns. That is double any other competitor. And, of course, I didn't see this yesterday, but he also could be a professional wrestler because he put a, a protester in a headlock. Ran up on stage. No, don't run up on stage. Don't run up on stage. You see some of those guys, there are some guys that have the physiques of professional wrestlers that were competing yesterday. They don't have the stomach of a Joey Chestnut, but they have the physique. So be careful. Don't do that. 
I'm trying to figure out why Badlands didn't compete yesterday in the hot dog eating contest. He won like the they had a ch- chugging contest or something, some some food liquid. So he won that title. Of course, if you watch the hot dog eating contest, you know who Badlands is. He's the guy who wraps that intro every year uh, before, yeah, right before. And of course, ESPN takes this seriously. ESPN covers this better than I've seen some ESPN Plus events being covered. I mean, they, they have multiple camera angles. They have color commentary. You know, they have everything you possibly need. Stats. I mean, they treat it like it's a sporting event. Major League Eating treats this as a sporting event. We all flock to it every year and watch it. Joey Chestnut has become a American icon. He is a part of our American fabric now of hot dogs and cookouts, and I'm here for it. So that was 4th of July. I hope you enjoyed yours. What do we got for you today? Well, we're going to get your phone calls and text in. The phone line is 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. The text line is available now, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Not much as far as sports for the weekend. I mean, I think the biggest events, okay, all kidding aside, the hot dog eating contest is a pretty big event. That's a big deal. I mean, we had baseball. That was nice to have over the weekend. Yeah, I'm not really into the tennis as I used to be, so you know, that wasn't doing it for me. Uh, the only thing was we had on Saturday night Money in the Bank, and I watched a little bit of that. It was a pretty good event. It was on Peacock, so if you have Peacock, you're not paying. I used to pay $50, $60 for these WWE pay-per-views back in the day, $40, $50. You know, the prices have gone up, so I'd pay a lot of money for these WWE pay-per-views. And you get your money's worth for sure. It was better than watching, a, you know, because if you get a Mike Tyson fight on pay-per-view, I mean, Mike's knocking a guy out in like one or two rounds before, you know, he started to kind of slow down a little bit. So you get your money's worth here. And all in all, pretty good show. Liv Morgan, the new SmackDown Women's Heavyweight Champion. So there was a title change. And it was a multiple. Uh, it was a multiple match because she won Money in the Bank, and then about a couple hours later, after she won Money in the Bank, eliminating everyone else and climbing the ladder, won her contract. She could cash it in anytime within a year to challenge for. You know, she could basically challenge a champion anytime. You could cash that in. You got to wrestle, and then Ronda Rousey, who is the SmackDown Women's Champion, was. Facing off against Natalia, and she won the match, but she hurt her her knee. These air quotes here. You did, hurt her knee, and so Liv comes in and, and cashes in right there. And I'll give Ronda credit; she sold it well because she she cursed when she heard the music hit. She knew what was up, so she sold it well and. You know, we have new champions. So that was it. That was the sports weekend. Aren't we glad that football season's almost back? Aren't we glad that that is almost back here? We can get into that. So uh, we're going to focus on a few things this hour. Uh, we've got uh, some updates on recruiting news. We'll talk about that. Uh, there's a new assistant today hired for Marshall Athletics. We'll break that down for you. We'll get your phone calls and text in, and we will – Hear what you have to say. It was a long weekend. Glad we're back. It's a short week, long weekend, short week. We're going to make the most of it with you. 
Pirates are back in action. They take on the Yankees tonight. We've got that for you. 640 is our airtime here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. So I set the show stage for you now. Take advantage of the numbers. Call in, text, tweet, at Paul Swan. You got me. You know how to get a hold of me. We'll go over everything we've got for you when we continue with this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Tuesday edition. Let's get you caught up. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Before we do that, we're going to open up the text line for you. It is 304-396-TALK. 304-396-8255. And our phone line, of course, is 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. So it's not necessarily the full day of sports that the fall months are. The big story, I think, is still right now college football realignment. Where are we at with that right now? And what's a shakeup going to mean? I mean, Marshall is just now joining a new conference. We're a few days in. So I don't think that the Sun Belt necessarily is going to be the next target for some of these leagues because there's a lot of talk and a lot of speculation that the Big 12 is being more proactive and going after some of the schools in the Pac-12 after UCLA and USC announcing heading for the Big 10. So the Big Ten's becoming more of a super conference. Nobody knows where Notre Dame is going right now. And so that leaves a possibility that maybe the Big 12 sees its opportunity to seize some of the assets of the Big – I mean, really, Big Ten, SEC, and then the Pac-12 could get raided by the Big 12. What does that mean then for the ACC? How does the ACC protect itself? Because – if the SEC calls, you think a couple of schools would jump from the ACC? I think so. And then where's that leave? And here's another scenario. Could the Pac-12 be more aggressive and say, look, we'll take some of you out of the Big 12? Could you convince a few of those schools to say, look, do you really want to partner with Cincinnati and West Virginia? You know, do you want to partner with some of those schools? Or you know, do you want to you – know, continue more of a, a Mount West and Midwestern, Western branch of, of football. How would that work? And, and honestly, which is the more beneficial road for schools in the Pac-12 to jump into the Big 12 or for the Big 12 schools to jump into the Pac-12? What makes more sense? I, it's TV for one. TV is going to be the big story here. That's that's the issue. And so where do we see those two leagues as far as, I mean, could there be some sort of com- combination? Could you see a combination? I mean, that would leave some schools out unless, because you can't be too big. How many is enough? And could you see... A few of these schools say, "Look, because how long is Kansas going to? How long is Kansas going to be in a football conversation? How long?" So, could you see a, a league? If you could see a league with, if you're Oregon, 
Do you want to travel Cincinnati? If you're Oregon, do you want to trans? Do you want to travel Cincinnati? If you are, if you're Arizona, Arizona State, do you want to travel to? You know, how far east are you willing to travel? And you got to think about not. In of course, we're not thinking about all the other sports. We're thinking about football. If you're Kansas State, you're, you're okay, I think, right? You could travel east. You could travel west. But how many? How many combinations can we go through here? Does it make more sense for the Big 12 to raid the Pac-12, or does it make more sense for the Pac-12 to raid the Big 12? And as it stands right now, I don't know if there's an easy answer to that, and I know that's not what you tuned in for. But I think there's got to be something in the middle here. I've always thought that if West Virginia could get into the ACC, that would be a better fit than the than the Big 12. If West Virginia could get into the – will the ACC finally say, look, oh, yeah, West Virginia, come on in? Would that happen? Would that happen? Or, I mean, do you see maybe a situation where the two leagues could realign with each other? Could you – could you see that? Now, I don't think that you're going to see the Pac-12 and the Big 12 as leagues work together. I don't think that's going to happen. And I think the SEC is going to raid a little bit more. And I think the Big 10 is going to raid a little bit more. Where is Notre Dame in all of this? What happens here? And I don't think that West Virginia gets left out. I think, if anything, West Virginia is going to be okay because it seems like the Big 12 might be finally the aggressor here. The payout is going to be the issue here. What's the television payout going to look like? You could have sort of this merger. You could have this merger here. And at the same time, the Pac-12 is already jumping in on media right negotiations. The Pac-12 pushed up its negotiations. It came out with a statement that they're gonna they're gonna re-up, they're gonna renegotiate because the deal expires in 2024. So they're gonna renegotiate, and I don't know what ground they can stand on here. The Pac-12 is the lowest of the five. The distribution is the lowest. So obviously UCLA saw the dollars in the Big Ten, and USC saw the dollars and said we're we're gonna take the dollars here, and. You're losing the big players in the California market. The Big 12, I don't know, has any any sway with some of those other schools other than maybe more stability right now than the Pac-12 has. And I don't know if the Pac-12 could have some sway with some of those members as well. But if you go after the, the money, if you try to re-up and figure out, and then do the television partners kind of get into the to mix here? But I think what's going to happen is the league with the best television is going to be the league on top when it comes to where do you go. And so can the Pac-12 get a better deal than what's in the big? No, I don't think so. What about 
the SEC. No, I don't think so. Okay, so now we go down a little bit. Okay, well, Big 12. What about the Big 12? But the conversations are Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, Utah, Oregon, and Washington. So, you got an expansion already. 2023, it's going to be BYU, Houston, Cincinnati, and UCF. So, right now, if you're if you're Oregon, are you excited about going to UCF? If you are Arizona, are you excited about going to Cincinnati? If you're Utah, hey, yeah, we'll play BYU, sure, right? Maybe. Washington. I mean, is Washington really excited about going to Cincinnati or UCF? I don't think so. But that doesn't matter here because it's not about that anymore. What do the fans think? If you're a fan, do you want to be in a league where you got to travel cross-country? Or does that matter anymore? Television, watch a game on TV. Some of the charm and some of the fun of football is, of course, you know, going to different stadiums. And now, if it was a one-off now and then, okay, you have BYU traveling to Washington. Okay, that's not that big of a haul. Okay. You have possibly Houston traveling to Oregon. Okay, that's okay. One-off there. Oregon traveling to Houston. It's a one-off. Marshall's going to Notre Dame. That's a one-off. Notre Dame not going to come to Huntington anytime in my lifetime. Notre Dame likes bigger they like bigger bigger venues. They consider themselves to be a national program. But does the bigger national program Notre Dame see that okay, it's going to be more beneficial to hop in with the Big 10? Or do you go into the AC? And that's the thing. Do you just commit fully to the ACC and go, all right, we're in? Because all of a sudden you have Notre Dame, the ACC, all the way, and that kind of maybe that solidifies a little bit. Is that enough to call off the dogs from the SEC? Because I don't know where the ACC goes. Where does the ACC pull from? If you're the ACC, where do you pull from? You're not going to steal from the SEC. So right now, the two leagues that are bulletproof, nobody's leaving the Big Ten. Nobody's doing it. And the SEC, nobody's leaving the SEC. These two leagues are bulletproof. The Big 12, you could have defections. The ACC, you could have defections. The Pac-12, you already have some defections. You could have more. You know, where will the Pac-12 draw from? So... It's going to basically be, will the Pac-12 be able to fend off the Big 12 and then pull in some Big 12 teams? And then where will the Big 12 be able to draw from? Because, again, you get a pretty good coalition here from the Pac-12, and you have a pretty good coalition in the Big 12, but is there something here that makes one more attractive than the other? It's not like the Big Ten just called. It's, okay, the Big 12 calling, and you're in the Pac-12. Or is there a combination of the two leagues? I don't think that's going to happen. Texter writes in, the business side of college sports and TV money is the driving force behind this realignment. Rivalries, regionality, fan Olympic sports, travel is not a real factor, unfortunately. Greed is ruining a great thing, and I agree. 
I don't know if it's 100% greed, but I agree that the quest for more dollars and it's the prolificate. Yeah, we have elevated everything here. You have to have more money. Why? Because we have to compete. Why? Because other programs are spending money, so you have to spend money as well. It's not like pro sports, where pro sports, they're spending a lot of money, but there's a way to somehow make it seem competitive. Case in point, the Cincinnati Bengals were in the Super Bowl. Is Cincinnati the richest franchise out there? No, not it. But does Cincinnati now have a chance to be competitive for a few seasons and maybe get it back to the Super Bowl? Yeah, absolutely. Marshall's not going to go to the national championship in Division One as long as this is the system. As this is the system to keep all the, and we're eventually going to get to the point where it's going to be the Big Ten versus the SEC for the national championship. Is that's going to be they're going to have their de facto championship game, and we're just going to like it. We're going to like it because those are going to be the bigger power conferences. Here they are. They're the bigger school, so they get to dictate all of this. And I don't know if they break off totally, but at the same time, there's really not a system set up now. I mean, why do we acknowledge the national champion? We acknowledge the national champion because this is a made-for-TV event. It's a coalition that the other leagues have signed off on because there's a, there's a payout for you. You don't even have to have that coalition. You could have a system where, okay, it's going to be the SEC versus the Big Ten. They got 40 of the big schools here, so it's the big school championship. It's the big school championship. Uh, Texter also writes in, think Sunbelt should speak with the House of the Mouse and see if a G5 super conference would be a moneymaker, especially for the Tuesday-Friday game time slots. Big games are on Saturday, and... Saturdays are where we all see the big games. Now, do you want to be in a situation where you're not on Saturday because you play? That's where big games are. We play big games on Saturday. Do you want Maction? Would the Sun Belt be in a situation where it'd be similar to Maction, or could there be more of a okay Friday nights? You know, it's going to be it's featured and it's promoted. We've got Marshall Appalachian State Friday Night Football on ESPN. Would ESPN throw a little bit more money Marshall's way and, and Sunbelt's way to have a, a Friday Night Sunbelt game? And maybe a lot of Sunbelt games are on Friday. Will the fans show up for that? Now, of course, high school football in many places is played on Friday. Some places it's not. It's played different days, Saturday. But high school football. A lot of people go to high school football on Friday nights. And... Now you're going to cut into that a little bit. Like, Do I go see Marshall or do I go to the football game because my son's playing or my nephew's playing? And what do I do? For a lot of people, it's going to be going to the herd game. Big time games are on Saturday, right? That's the deal. College football on Saturday, NFL on Sunday. The NFL now is on Sunday, Sunday night, Monday night, Thursday night. I don't know if I want another day. I'm, I'm good there. I'm good with Sunday night, Monday night, Thursday night. That's fine. We've established that. 
It took a while, but we've established Sunday night. It took a while, but we established Thursday night. And hopefully you can reestablish Monday night for being something a little bit more meaningful. And again, it's going to be matchups that determine that. That's the, the NFL is different. The matchups are going to determine a lot of things here. Why should I tune in? Uh, well, it's a, it's a better game. Sunday has been able to take advantage of being able to flex games. So should have the ability to maybe flex that schedule a little bit more. And maybe the NFL should do a little bit more of the flexing itself. So you take the TV partners somewhat out of it and the league craft the schedule. I mean, that's what TV partners – I mean, look, if you're in the Sun Belt – the Sun Belt's going to craft the schedule a little bit for its needs. Like, this is a better matchup. This is the matchup we want to feature. Okay. Sun Belt's on board with that. That's the deal. Okay, here are some of the early games. We want those. We've got to define some of that. Okay. And maybe later on down the schedule, oh, hey, look, that, that Coastal Carolina-Marshall game, that's going to be really big there. we gotta, we got to showcase that game. Okay, let's, let's flex that somewhere. So maybe that's a possibility. You could have that. A, a G5. But who do you want in your G5 Super Conference? Because I already like the Sun Belt. That was the whole point of this. The geography is is good. You got some games on the west side. You're going to have to go. And that's fine. The west side geography makes sense. The east side geography makes sense. I like the aspect of it. Right? You can go and travel. You can go to Boone. You can go go see a game at Coastal. I mean, Louisiana would be a pretty good road trip, right? Yeah, there's some there's some good things to be had here, and it feels like this league could be more fun. I mean, they call it the fun belt for a reason. It feels like it could be more fun. And the thing that I think helps it is it's got a really good TV deal. The thing that makes it work for me, though, is I, I like the potential matchups and I like the potential yearly games. I like the coalition a lot better than what Conference USA became, with the exception of a few. I mean, you get Southern Miss, so Southern Miss, and you get Old Dominion. That's great. You get a little bit of the old, and maybe, just maybe, I have a spot down deep down in my heart for, for Western Kentucky, for Middle Tennessee. You have a spot for them. Those are fun. It was fun in basketball, fun in football. Those were fun matchups. You hate you hate to see those go. And honestly, I still will like to see Middle and Western on the MAC. I would like to see that. You could have had your, you could have had like a pairing. You could have had your MAC Sun Belt Challenge. Do some creative things there, but you got to get some of the. You, you have to schedule some of those schools. And now, what's the non-conference schedule going to look like here for these power? power schools because you're going to have to rotate. You're going to have to figure out the the standings. You're going to have to rotate these. Uh, and actually, you don't have to worry about the championship game anymore as far as divisions. So you're not going to have division. You don't have to worry about the divisions. You know, just take the two best, you know, the criteria, whatever you determine. You don't have to worry about the division. So out goes the divisions. You can make the schedule work any way you want to. But again, if you're if you're West Virginia, are you are you worried or are you like oh this opens up the door a little bit? Might have to go to Oregon. Can you imagine Oregon coming to Morgantown? Could you imagine that? Be a, I'll say that that'll be a hot ticket. 
That would be a really good ticket. All right, we got to get some of your phone calls and texts in, so we'll make room for that. 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Text line 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. More of your text, your phone calls, all that's coming up here on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Our text line is still open. It's 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Texture writes in some possibilities here. We could add ECU. Would ECU, I, see, I don't know where the American, right now the American is in relation to all of this, but some possibilities thrown out there on the text line. ECU, Navy, Liberty, USF, or UNCC to the east. Add Western Kentucky, Middle, La Tech, SMU, UNT, or a Memphis to the west. Um, and, of course, all of that is, again, if the ACC, I'm sorry, the AAC. Whoa, that's a slip-up right there. If the AAC gets rated, I, I don't know if... I mean, I would like to be in a league with ECU. I would like I would like to be somewhere where you play ECU. I like ECU. I like their fans. I like them. I I like the Western Kentucky connection that Marshall formed. I really enjoyed that. Middle Tennessee, I really enjoyed that as well. You know, Memphis, I, I don't know. I, I I don't know because I'm not excited about Liberty. Maybe I should be, but I'm not. Am I excited about Navy? As a place to go to a football game, yeah, but as a yearly conference opponent, I I don't know. So your possibilities are welcome. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. And let me throw this out to you because the Big Ten sitting here trying to figure out and – in evil meetings, I'm sure they're all all the ads and presidents are are in this round table here, you know, plotting the destruction of everybody but the Big Ten and the SEC. And you could have Notre Dame join this this cabal, or you could have Oregon, because Phil Knight, who is co-founder of Nike, Phil Knight. Got that Nike money, right? Why do you think Oregon looks so good? It's that Phil Knight connection. He's part of the discussions with Oregon, the future plans, and some conference realignment. And according to some published reports coming out of um, out of Portland, he's on board with plans to be proactive and looking at the Big Ten. Could you imagine Oregon and the Big Ten? It would add another component. Now, if if you're USC and UCLA, or would you be like, didn't we just leave this, this show? So would you take Oregon like as a third? Have Oregon and then maybe Notre Dame? Could you see that Notre Dame traveling to UCLA? I mean, it'd be a heck of a game. I'd watch that game. So there's a possibility. Forget 
forget this geography thing. Nobody cares anymore. It's not about geography. Only place it's about geography is the Sun Belt, and I'm I'm excited for it. And I, I really I haven't been this excited since Marshall joined what was then Conference USA, and I thought, oh, that's going to be great. It's going to be a great place. And then all the geography went up and left by Cincinnati, by Louisville. And no offense to the current membership, but this thing was a hodgepodge, and I just I didn't care for it. Was I wasn't excited. I wasn't excited. Now, in this job, I'm supposed to be objective, right? Kind of. Kind of. I at least want to be excited about And I'm now excited. I'm excited to see Marshall and Coastal Carolina. I'm excited to see Marshall and Appalachian State. I'm excited to see Georgia Southern. I'm excited. I really am. I think this is great. And the other leagues, it's a it's a TV play. I think the Sun Belt can create its own thing here and be sort of that that modern throwback. Like, look, Appalachian State Marshall. I mean, maybe not the powers of college football, but it's it's a damn fine brand of football, and it's fun to watch. So there's there's a situation there. I think the Sun Belt. I like where this management is going. I like where this organization is. Uh, let's get you caught up in a couple of things. Uh, I, I don't want to. I don't want to overlook these. So Marshall has hired a a new athletic director for equipment operations. So Cedric Prow, he is the new assistant athletic director for equipment operations. He's 37. He was the equipment operations manager at Duke, worked with the basketball program. He's got some major experience there. He's an Alabama native, and he's also – Someone with experience in other programs like Alabama. He worked at Alabama. He also worked at Ohio State. So he's got some experience at some major universities. And he's also of that younger age, 37. You see some of these hires, I think you're seeing a lot of younger, not not fresh, not fresh out of, out of school, but younger Experience, but younger hires. So I think you're seeing that, and I think the athletic department is going in maybe not a different direction, but an an evolved direction. So I think you're seeing uh, some shifting of duties a little bit, and you, know, you have somebody who's worked at a major institution like Duke has some has some contacts, has a little sway. I mean, you just can't. Um, you can't think about it in terms of how you used to hire. You got to hire people. I, mean, I, I tell I tell the interns this all the time. It's sometimes who you know and who yeah who you know and you know who you know who you know and who you know. Yeah, who do I know? Both who can hire me or who you, who can I talk to? Who can help me here? It's it's relationships. It's about relationships, and we all got to get better at that. But at the same time here, yeah, you see some youth. You see some. Some ex- you see experience and you see youth. I mean, 37 is pretty young. And you have major college experience and you have, you know, relatively young person in that position. So that's going to work well. 
And then, of course, the herd's getting bigger. Herd's getting bigger. Coach Huff couldn't just sit back and enjoy the fireworks. Couldn't just sit back, have a hot dog and a hamburger. I don't know. Macaroni salad. Some corn on the cob, maybe. Some baked beans. I had baked beans yesterday. I had corn on the cob. Hot dogs, hamburgers. That's the good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A macaroni salad. Had, had some macaroni salad yesterday. Yeah. Uh-huh. Had had some good stuff here. No, he just couldn't kick back. No. Uh, again, he's he, he, the herd's getting bigger, even on the 4th of July. So defensive lineman Damian Barber, transfer student, announcing yesterday on Twitter, of course it was on Twitter, that he's coming and committing to the herd. He's six foot three, weighs 290. And he was a member, most recently, Austin P on the defensive line. But he began his college career at Penn State. Who do we know that used to be at Penn State? I think we know a guy. So he played two seasons at Penn State, and um, he has uh, some experience. So, again, talking about relationships, there you go. Some more additions to the Thundering Herd. All right, we'll get some of your phone calls and texts in. Uh, we will do so at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Text line 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. More coming up. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We continue on with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Our text line is always open for you. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. And, of course, the phone line, we do it old-fashioned way here, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. And you can find me on Twitter at I'm not going to say all hours of the night. I do sleep sometimes. It's at Paul Swan. So looking forward to talking to you as uh, we've been covering college realignment yet again. Closer to home, I think the Sun Belt's pretty well situated right now. Where else could the Sun Belt go? Because here's the thing. Where would the ACC go if you're going to raid, if you're going to do some raiding, you're going to try to solidify what you have, but where do you go in trying to to raid? Do you go to the American? Is, is that the, I mean, do you do you look, do you peer over and say, hey, what are you guys doing over the, uh, over in the Sun Belt? What are you guys doing? Could that happen? Could Could you see that? And I, I don't know if you could, right now, figure that out. Because you're not going you know, to, we're not going to realign for, we're not realigning for geography. Then that's out the window here. And that, that's gone. That's gone. If the Pac-12 thought it could sell Marshall as a Pac-12 member, Pac-12's on the phone right now with Marshall. It doesn't make sense. Geography, you know, I mean, unless the, unless the TV pay, payout is really good. And that's the thing. The TV payout's got to be really good. I think where where Marshall's at right now, the Sun Belt. I think we 
We can all agree. I thought this years ago, and I'm going to go back to it. When all this realignment started happening and the American became its thing and you had the group of five and the power five, if you want to call it that, I always felt that Conference USA should have strived to be the best of the rest. Best of the rest. And the American won that title. The American won that title. It even branded itself as P6. That's that's done, by the way. There's no more P6. That's done. There's not even going to be a P5 soon. It's going to be P2, P3 maybe. P4 at the most. There's going to be a P5. And so I, I hope that the Sun Belt is striving to be the best of the rest. And that's not an insult. That is, okay, you're not in those power conferences, if you want to call them that, the Autonomy Five, whatever you want to call them. You're not in those leagues. But you got a really good brand of football here. It's fun. It's competitive. And you might have a shot now and then at getting into the current configuration. Because, look, if it's going to just come down to the Big Ten and the SEC having – having its own thing, at this point, nothing else is – it's not going to matter. But you can be competitive in other sports, and you can be competitive and and be fun. College football and college athletics can be fun. I think with the Sun Belt, Marshall's got itself in the position where I think you've got some like-minded institutions that feel compelled to be better – as a group, not just as individual institutions, but as a group, I feel that that there's going to be a little bit more forward momentum for this league, either by generated naturally or pushing itself forward in any manner to improve. I, mean, I think you're going to see Sunbelt basketball get better. I think there are plans upon plans right now to how to approach this. It's all football-driven, but at the same time, I think – while the power leagues are duking it out here, I mean, we're eventually going to have maybe two or three super conferences, and it's going to be everybody else. So what, what do we got to lose here? I think the Sun Belt's going to be the best place for Marshall right now. Of course, um, we say that now, and then uh, all realignment can break loose again tomorrow. And we'll see. Wouldn't it be funny? You just get in a league, and then you got to go jump into another league. We're good. Let's stay in the Sun Belt right now. That's going to do it for this edition. Thanks for tuning in. Back tomorrow here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington. This is your radio home for Pittsburgh Pirates baseball. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.